Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday. Actually, it is a happy Wednesday in the nation's capital because after 22 days of gridlock and tension, the United States House of Representatives finally has a new speaker. Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson, a frequent guest on this show. We've had him on several times. You know where he stands on issues from oversight to the budget to energy. He was elected a short while ago to be the new Speaker of the House. All Republicans voted for him. There were no nays in the group, and that's quite a change from the last few weeks where we went through Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan and so many other candidates. But today was the charm day for Republicans who are going to get right back to work, start getting legislation going, including spending bills, bills are dealing with the border, ratchet up those important Subpoenas that James Comer and others have been talking about. We're going to get action going again in Washington. And Mike Johnson, you can know from his time on this show, he is very conservative. He's very principled. He believes in cutting spending. He believes in religious and free speech. So religious freedom and free speech freedoms. Concerned about the size and the reach of the federal government. Concerned about protecting persecution of those who believe in faith. He is going to bring a very clear direction to the Congress And I think we'll be able to see that in the next hour or two as the first votes in the House in more than three weeks get going, Congress is back to work. And that is some good news for so many Americans and certainly for Republicans who really were in vapor lock for quite some time. We've got a great opening guest for us today, Congressman Ralph Norman from the great state of South Carolina, of course, one of the key voices on the House Freedom Caucus. He's going to join us to explain how this all came together. How did Mike Johnson come out like a lightning bolt and bring the caucus together and to get unanimity after so many weeks of fracture and dispute and argument that needed to go on apparently to settle some lingering concerns about, well, the McCarthy era of Congress. So that is going to be the top of the show. And now, because it's Wednesday, it's AMAC Wednesday. We're very lucky to have that. So today, joining us as he does almost every week, Bobby Charles, the national spokesman for the Association of Mature American Citizens, former Assistant Secretary of State under President Bush, former Chief Congressional Investigator for one of the key oversight committees in Congress, and before that, a clerk in the Federal Appeals Court and an intelligence officer. He brings an incredible portfolio, and we're going to talk a lot about what's at stake in Israel, what the United States and Israel may be doing behind closed doors that has delayed a little bit of the ground invasion of Gaza, what the border security situation means for the potential of a terrorist attack on our own soil, 
so much to be checking out in so short a time. We'll have all of that in the conversation on AMAC Wednesday with our good friend Bobby Charles. And of course, if you want to join AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, which, by the way, is the conservative alternative for AARP for uh, Americans who are 50 or above, it's a great deal right now because of this very special presidential town hall series where we interviewed President Trump and Governor DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy and others, Governor Burgum, North Dakota. We're still trying to get Nikki Haley, though she's dodging us. So if you know Nikki Haley, give her a call and tell her, hey, Join John Solomon and AMAC for that series. But as part of that, AMAC is giving the lowest rate I've ever seen for its five-year membership. I'm a five-year member. For $35, you'll be able to join AMAC and join the community, get involved in the civics, get all the discounts that come on services, get access to various products that you can't get anywhere else. How do you do that? You go to amac.us, A-M-A-C.us, slash Town Hall, that is in honor of the Town Hall series we're doing. And you'll get that five-year membership for an unbelievable discount of $35. That is worth doing. You'll understand even more so why it's such a great bargain when Bobby Charles joins us in a few minutes. Hey, a couple other important things going on. America First Legal, the nonprofit law firm, they have released new documents showing the efforts to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop also included the Homeland Security Department, and it's CISA. It's Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. We're going to have those up. Greg Piper will have that up for you in a little bit. Check that out. That's a very important development in the ongoing saga of just how much censorship was going on. Down in Texas, well, the state of Texas has sued the Biden administration over the federal government's efforts to destroy their border fencing, basically to tear it down. The state erected it and feds came in and tear it down. That's going to be a really important conversation about federal state rights. We'll see where that goes. Some other news, colleges, particularly medical schools, students are getting on a rude awakening. They're blindsided by belated announcements that they will have to have COVID vaccines. In other words, they're going to have to comply with mandates or they can't get their internships or their rotations in the, in the hospitals and in the various departments. That is a very concerning development for sure. So that's all that we know right now. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Ralph Norman, Congressman from South Carolina, one of the sage voices of fiscal sanity in a sea of marble asylum spending. He's going to join us in just a few minutes and give us all the skinny about how the House and its Republicans finally coalesced around Mike Johnson, Louisiana Congressman. We'll have that right after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? 
It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved Meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store. Factor makes it easy as they are flexible to your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. As promised, Congressman Ralph Norman, right from the floor of the House, giving us an update on a very dramatic and productive day in Congress. We have a new speaker. Congressman, welcome back to the show. Uh, glad to be on, John. Appreciate it. Your first reaction to Mike Johnson, probably not on anyone's list a couple of weeks ago, but seems to have created not only but unanimity, but some excitement in Republican circles. Well, it really is. To get a unanimous vote with this body, 220 Republicans voted with him, uh, over the last three weeks to go through the speakers that we have that were far better known than, than Mike Johnson. Uh, but to end up with Mike, who is just a breath of fresh air, he's trustworthy. People are excited by following the speeches that he gave last night and just a few minutes ago with the press was um, really uplifting. So it's a great day for America and great day for Congress. Yeah, it clearly is. And, you know, we've had Congressman Johnson on the show several times. He seems to be really committed to the idea of shrinking government, both in reach and in cost. This is the sort of guy that I think certainly members of the Freedom Caucus would love to have because he's serious about shrinking government. What has he told you about that in the preparation for this moment today? He said the number one problem issue we face in this country is debt. We're at a dangerous time in so many different ways, but with debt particularly. And he told us in a meeting, he said, we've all got to give some, but we've got to tackle it. And Mike Johnson, it's not just words. He will work. He will use the power of the Speaker of the House to hold meetings. And uh, he'll get consensus. Now, it's going to be a tough, tough sledding. This is not going to be easy. But when you have somebody who believes in what they're saying and has got a record to back it up, it just makes the job a lot more easier. 
and that's what he brings to the table. Yeah. Even before he was in Congress, there's a consistency to his views, his policies, his values that I think is it's going to be very easy for people to know where he stands and not be guessing and thinking there's bobbing and weaving going on. And that is probably going to be very welcome to members who've oftentimes had a hard time reading their leadership. The board is another big one. Obviously, he's one of the first people that came on the show and said every board is a border state. That would have been back in 2021. He understands it. Do you think Republicans have the will now to get a strong border deal out of the Biden White House and out of the Democrat Senate? The biggest, biggest applause that Mike had when he, he said the border has got to be secure. And that's when everybody stood on their feet and gave him a round of applause. So, yes. Now, getting it through the Senate is really a, another issue. It's just a problem. They don't want to do anything. And, uh, but it's not going to be because we're not going to put something in front of them. I think it'll, you know, H.R. 2 that we had was a great, you know, we did that. It would be a step in the right direction. But what I'm excited about, everything is on the table and everything is that he says he wants to push, he will genuinely push it and not change when it gets behind closed doors. Yeah, that's the key, consistency. And if you get some form of a border bill in the spending bills over to the Senate, it forces the Senate to negotiate, right? That's a, you get to those conference committees, you might be able to get some concessions there. Is that right? Yeah, and you got to put it on paper. We've really never gotten anything to them. And it's been high time to do it. I mean, to have close to three to 4,000 terrorists roam in this country, to have close to 10 million that we know of in this country, that's not fair for America. It's not safe. So we've got to do that sooner rather than later. And nobody understands that as well as Mike, because uh, you could tell in his voice, the border security has got to be dealt with. And if the Senate's not going to do it, uh, it won't be because we hadn't presented something to them. Yeah, no, that's it. And it's been that inability to get that paper over to the Senate that literally led to the one of the re- many reasons that led to the demise of the McCarthy era in the House. There is a lot going on in the world. Republicans are very united, I think, in how they approach Israel. It's going to be a little tougher sled in understanding where the next amount of Ukraine aid comes from. Can you handicap where the Republican Party is in the House on those two very important global issues right now? Yeah. First of all, no one is in favor of combining aid to Ukraine with Israel with any kind of humanitarian aid. It's got to be separate. We got to know where the money goes, um, and we have to know, uh, have to vote on those individual bills before we'll get consensus in the House. Uh, secondly, it's got to be paid for. Mike understands you can't say we want fiscal responsibility and then just keep borrowing. The supplementals that Biden's talking about have pay for That's not, you can't do that. So uh, those are, uh, that he's got, I think the wind is at his back on this issue. Now, again, when it hits the Senate, uh, who knows, but just like so many things, we can't control the Senate. What we can control is putting something forward that makes sense on paper and make them respond. And I think he will do that. The window for getting the rest of the appropriations bill cut in half by the delay in the speaker, is it going to require a temporary CR just to get a little time to make sure the job's done right? Or do you guys think you can scram it in the next 20, 21 days? Both. He's going to try to cram it in. He's going to get the committees back at work, the eight remaining appropriation bills that have to be passed. And, and the great thing, John, he just doesn't say that. And then 
go back in his office. He will actively work to see, to monitor where we are. He will get the chairman together. And again, it's, it's so much of in politics or really in anything, revolves, you, you, can, you can trust what he says. And if he quotes you a number, he really wants that. And so that's the difference that he'll do. And he'll get some leeway uh, for the CR. I don't like CRs. I definitely don't like omnibuses. Um, and being crammed, you know, during the Thanksgiving or the Christmas holidays has got to end. But he'll have some leeway on that. He's talked about January. And, um, you know, we'll see what the overall numbers look like and then go from there. But, he, again, he just uh, he has a base of support that was there long before today because he's, uh, he's delivered on everything he's ever said. Yeah, he is. He's been so consistent, and he really has this sort of pedigree of what the modern conservative stands for, both in the legal work he did and the work he did in Congress, in the positions he's taken. He's going to be a breath of fresh air, I think, for the conference. Between now and Thanksgiving, what are the most important priorities for you and for the Congress? Corporations, uh, getting a border, a strong border bill that's enforceable. Uh, I'm not for spending any, sending any money over uh, unless we can make the Biden administration actually do something. Uh, everything that he says he's doing, in addition to the walls that Biden says he's doing, it's just words. He's not doing any of that. Talk to the Border Patrol agents. They're not, they're, they're not doing their job. I mean, they're, they're you know, changing diapers and letting people go through. They're just passing paperwork. And so that's um, – but the border, state appropriation bills – and then debating where the CR goes is top priorities for us. Yeah, that will definitely be it. And then you have been such an important voice in accountability. There are some big issues between now and the end of the year. FISA reform, Biden impeachment inquiry continuing to go. A lot of momentum on those. In fact, momentum was building even as the speaker race was going on. Your colleagues have been digging up some great stuff. Will we see some FISA reform by the end of the year, do you think? Yeah, and that's an area a lot of people just lost faith in. FISA has been abused, just like so many of the other agencies, FBI, uh, CIA. They just they've turned a blind eye to what you've uncovered with Biden and so many other things. The people they're going after now, uh, FISA is going to have a um, is going to get a real close look. But I know a lot of different people here that have a real interest in making sure that's not abused because it has been abused both both Trump and for Republicans in general. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt. And that lack of trust has to be fixed or the entire system doesn't work. And this seems to be that moment with the renewal. Last question for you. We had an important story the last couple of days. More than a dozen congressional staffers, House, Senate, Democrat, Republican, were spied on by the Justice Department. Their personal email and phone records seized five years ago, and they're only finding out about it now. I know you have a lot of concerns about the deep state, the administrative state, the fourth branch of government that seems to exercise powers outside of its overseers. How disturbing is it that congressional investigators, people like Jason Foster and Cash Patel and others, had their phone records taken while they were investigating the FBI and didn't know about it for five years? Well, it's just, yeah, and it's unacceptable. I mean, there's, there's a two-tier system of justice in this country, and it's been abused by this administration like really no other. And that's why uh, letting American people know about it, that's why these hearings are so important. And that's why, uh, you know, it's got to be rooted out. And that's one thing Mike Joss would tell him. We found the head of the snake, and it's got to be cut off. And it starts with uh, the judiciary and starts with the over-abuse for all these agencies. So 
um, that's going to get a close look, and that's a top priority for, for Mike because he mentioned it earlier today. He did. Yeah, you could see that. He's been clear. And I think a lot of Americans who've been waiting for that moment of accountability and disclosure, they're going to get it with this speaker, and that's going to be a great moment. Congressman, it is always an honor to have you on. You always have such insight. And the next couple of weeks, I know we're going to be busy, but we're going to get back to the people's business. And I think that has a lot of people in America cheering. Well, it's a great day for America. And thank you for all of your work. And it's a bright days are ahead of us. I think that is exactly right, sir. And we're so grateful for your time on such a busy day. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir, John. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So much of the last few weeks have highlighted not only the simmering tensions that have been in the Middle East for a long time with Iran, basically waging proxy wars against Israel and the United States through folks like the Houthis in Yemen, Hezbollah in Lebanon, and of course, Hamas in Israel. And at the same time, the horror of what that looks like in a full-scale war is becoming more and more apparent to us. A lot of us are also wondering what snuck across our border, what Iranian elements from Hezbollah, Hamas, or some other terrorist group, ISIS, got across the porous border that Joe Biden opened up in 2021. Our next guest probably has some of the best visibility into, one, the dangers, two, the handicapping of how 
best, the West, the United States and Israel can protect against these really troublesome times and really historically dangerous times. Joining us right now because it is AMAC Wednesday is our good friend, Bobby Charles, former Assistant Secretary of State, former great congressional investigator, former clerk in the Federal Appeals Court, and a former intelligence officer. Bobby, great to have you on. With those credentials, you're perfect to referee uh, all the crises in the world that we're facing right now. Well, John, I, I appreciate being on. I wish I had answers and not just observations, but uh, we're, we're in a tough moment. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think there's a lot of calculating going on behind the scenes. Some people are trying to oversimplify the delay in the ground invasion. We had Michael Oren, the former Israeli ambassador to the United States, who wants to get that ground invasion going, but also said, listen, it isn't about a political tit for tat between the United States and Israel. It's about getting the strategy right. There are concerns about how many rockets Hezbollah might launch and whether Israel and the United States have enough protections against them. And then two, Hamas had 16 years to dig in for this very ground offensive and understanding the booby traps, understanding where the hostages might be. It's a much more complicated chessboard. Give us your take on why there's a delay and also what the likely conversations are going on between the United States and Israel are. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, um, it's better to ready, aim, fire, not ready, fire, aim. And I think uh, Israel is is rightly taking their time to make sure that uh, among the many things I think they're taking their time uh, to do, although they're they're softening hard targets by uh, air power, I, I think they're, they should be, and I think they are looking to minimize collateral damage because I think if you go back, there were some very ugly times back in 1982-ish and forward in which, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't have as much uh, intelligence, smart bombs, all the things that we have now to root out uh, or to be more precise in the way that we target an enemy, whether that's on, on an open battlefield or, God forbid, this one, a battlefield that is uh, filled with civilians. And, you know, it's worth noting that you have uh, Israel is a very small country. I've been there many times and people don't realize how small it is. Um, and so from a defensive perspective, they really need to hold the line. But they have, an, they have millions of innocent Israelis in there that that in many ways, you could argue in some in ways are, are being held captive by this Iranian, um, you know, this Iranian triumvirate of of uh, of, of terrorist groups, Hezbollah, Hamas, and and Palestinian Islamic Jihad. At the same time, and I'm, I'm I try to be an, an objective observer here. You have fifty thousand uh, Christian Palestinians who are at risk and and have nothing to do with any of this. And um, you know, there are slow reports trickling in that monasteries, Greek mon Greek. Greek Orthodox monasteries have been hit already. These are bad collateral. The, the tolerance of the world for collateral damage on either side uh, is very low right now. And I, I fear for, I hate to say it this way, but the public relations side of a war, because, um, you know, wars are fought on the ground, but they're also fought on the airwaves. And I think Russia and China are, I, I mean, it, it's a horrifying thing to say, but I think they're gleeful to the fact that by the, by the, by this new, proxy war that's been opened. And, um, and I think they see advantage for themselves in it. But I also think the United States is at, at some direct risk ourselves. Our troops over there are at risk. Uh, there have been 10 attacks already on American troops uh, in, uh, in there have been four in Syria. We, we've launched for the first time in, in really the history, my, my life, lifetime and yours, John, 
the United States has deployed battle uh, battleships to, uh, you know, warships to be able to knock down incoming missiles, uh, you know, headed to a foreign country. And so and we've done that a number of times already from the Red Sea. So this is going to potentially escalate. And I think that's the great fear I've got is that escalation is not going to help us. It's not going to help Israel. And it's certainly not going to help the Arab world. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. It is a moment of enormous risk and also calculation, also enormous opportunity, right? Because if Israel can root out Hamas, both Palestinian people will be free from the terror that they have faced. Israel will be free from a lot of the antagonization and terror and heinous terrorism that they face. So the opportunity is great, but the risk is really great. And the enemy is much more lethal now than in any prior Iraq conflict, because Iran's weapons have gotten better and better, particularly since the Obama era when more cash was freed up. But their drones and their rockets are unlike a decade or two or three decades ago, Israel or the United States face, correct? You're, you're absolutely right about that. So Iran is really the real party in interest here. This is a, this is a proxy war with Iran. And uh, you're also right, by the way, that the Palestinian people, several million uh, in, in Gaza and in, uh, in, the, in the West Bank, but in particular in Gaza, have, have really been, um, you know, used not only as human shields, but they, they've been, you know, Hamas took over that part of the Palestinian population. And we're a lot further away from peace than we were 20 years ago, 10 years ago. 40 years ago. We need to get back to being able to have that conversation. But it does not get easier because Iran has really been the great divider in that region. They have currently 3,000 short medium range uh, ballistic missiles. They have probably 1,000 uh, land attack cruise missiles. Uh, on the one hand, they do not want an all out war with us. I think it would be the end of Iran. It would be the end of their regime, but it would also be bloody and it would be it would be a horrific turn of events for the region and for the United States. We are also at risk in some ways that we can talk about ourselves back here in the homeland. But I will say that you're right about the lethality issue and you're also right about the need to root out Hamas. I just also fear and you know, this is the balanced side of me. I, I fear for the innocence all over that region because most people in the world today are not terrorists. Most people, Muslim, Christian, Jew, the you know, all of the, if you will, the blood of Abraham, all of them just want the chance to raise their families in peace and let the world be. And unfortunately, those are the people that, that tend to pay the highest price in a war. You're exactly right. And you see the efforts by Hamas to block civilians from evacuating where the likely war would take place, uh, or the, what likely ground offensive would take place, basically trapping innocents into the way of harm. It's another example of the brutality and barbarism that, that Hamas has executed across Gaza, the West Bank, and of course, even in other places around the world. While we see that, and we know a tough battle lies ahead for Israel. We wonder how much came across our border. You and I have talked about the border. You're one of the most eloquent voices I bring on this show talking about the danger of an open border. And for everything that we have intercepted, there may be one or two more that we haven't. And of course, the people trying not to be intercepted are the ones that probably have the worst intentions. How high is the terror risk compared to 9-11 right now? So what's interesting is um it's actually, to compare it to 9-11, I'm going to have to pause on that and think for a minute, but the risk is double what it was about a year ago. And we know this on the numbers. Um, in this calendar year, John, and we're not even done with this calendar year yet, you have had more than double the number of uh, captured, that is to say, inter, you know, interface with 
um, individuals that have come from the Eastern Hemisphere. So there have been roughly 258,000 individuals coming out of the Middle East um, and and Af- North Africa uh, into uh, the United States, and those have been the ones that have been intercepted. In that group, we know of at least 216 that are actual terrorists. They're actually on the terror watch list, and we've inter- inter- intersected with them and, and stopped them. But the problem is that there's probably, I hesitate to say it, but that there's probably a large percentage of that same number, those two numbers, that have gotten into this country. And I am, I am certainly concerned. It, it only took, what, seven or nine hijackers to create a problem in, in uh, 2001. The, the worry I've got is that, you know, Hezbollah has cells all over the world. Uh, they have them in this hemisphere. That's an absolute fact. Um, and whether there are sleeper cells that are being uh, sort of, uh, you know, set up here as, as a result of that open border. Look, we have had more incursions on that border in the last year than you have for the preceding several years. It, it's a it, the Biden administration. And I'm sorry to say it, but it's a it's a it's a, it's an absolute objective fact. They have opened that border wide up. And 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 the people that have gotten in, never mind, the, you know, we've intercepted more, but the people that have gotten in without being intercepted are undoubtedly higher than at any point in the history of the country. And so are there dangers in that? You bet there are. And are there potential sleeper cells in this country? Yes, absolutely. And so we, we have to be vigilant. And I really hope I, I pray for the law enforcement people in this country because God knows they've been poorly treated and we owe them our lives. But at the federal and state level, uh, I pray that intelligence is being collected and is being shared and that and that ultimately we can we can out those people and uh, and find out who they are and get behind it and get them out of here because it's uh, it's a genuine risk. Yeah, no, it really is. There's no doubt about it. It, it is a genuine risk. And I think people also are beginning to realize that the, what seemed like a political dispute opening up the border is actually something far greater, that it really is a security threat and it will be a rude awakening should anything terrible come across that border that then carries out an attack we know we know how many terrorists have been intercepted i think 736 this time in 2023 and then uh thousands more from what are known as special interest aliens who travel or act like paris but don't have any known terrorist ties those flags are are really deeply concerning. I want to pivot for a second. The business of getting back to work is so important. Shrinking the government and spending so that inflation can come down to top priority. But it seems like there is a, a really bonafide opportunity for the Republicans to demand of the Senate Democrats and the Biden White House a deal on the border security that will make the scourge of drugs coming across less, uh, the border more secure. Is this the moment where Republicans can force a deal rather than capitulate on the border? I hope so. I I will say, John, that the two primary issues that seem to be uh, afflicting or affecting the the race for speaker in the House, which may soon be over, uh, and the uh, the issues that are on a lot of American minds have to do with the economy. um, And that has a lot to do with fiscal overspending, trying to get spending down on discretionary programs particularly civilian discretionary programs. 
and uh, on the flip side, the border. Uh, these are these are two huge issues. I mean, and, and, you know, there is not a county in the United States that is not being uh, racked by uh, fentanyl and, and frankly, high potency drugs. There, there, it's it's a, it, it is. I, you know, I hesitate again to say that we're in a position where we're facing multiple crises that are genuine crises. But the drug abuse and trafficking crisis is a genuine crisis. It, you can hear it, you know, and see it and in and, 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 and communities from Maine to, you know, to Oregon. It, it's everywhere. And and I think that very much relates to the open border, to the idea that we've let down our guard and these traffickers are taking advantage of it. Obviously, illegal trafficking of, of people is another is a huge issue. And uh, so I think that the House right now can push the Senate on that on those two issues. The economy is is really shivering at this moment. We have we have high inflation and, and it's likely rising Again, we have uh, we, we, you know, we, we've shut off our energy sector, which is just absolutely brainless. I don't understand how we can possibly uh, how the how the how the administration can justify what they've done to the energy sector. As this cold winter comes on, a lot of New England is oil heated. Um, you, you know, you're going to find people really hurting. And of course, energy affects everything. It affects your grocery bill. It affects your commute. It affects everything. Uh, so. At the end of the day, John, these two big issues, the economy and the border, I think, give the Republicans a chance if they can hold together, uh, you know, the old adage, you know, hang together, or hang separately. But if they can hang together in the House, I think they can put real pressure on the Senate and frankly, on this administration. And I think this administration is going to look more and more desperate as this campaign unfolds. I you see desperation in their moves against the Republican Party and against Donald Trump in particular. Uh, but you also see desperation in many of their policy moves. They've suddenly decided that maybe a border wall wouldn't be such a bad idea. Yeah, right. Well, that's a little late. Um, but in the end, uh, Americans, I think, have a right to expect better governance, leadership in government. And that's what I think they're looking for the Republicans to deliver. Yeah, there's no doubt. They voted for change and now they want to see the change. And it'll be interesting to see if Mike Johnson can deliver that change. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. More of our exclusivity with Bobby Charles right after these messages. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge a signature on a home sale form, then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. 
higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back. More of our exclusive interview with Bobby Charles. If we could step back just for a second, uh, you folks at AMAC do such amazing analysis every day. I'm always amazed. The great political understanding and helping make Washington, which oftentimes is really not easy to understand for Americans, it's so complicated. AMAC on a daily basis from the blog to the great podcast to the monthly magazine. There is such extraordinary brilliance and explaining of Washington in ways that everyday Americans can embrace and understand it. There was a great op-ed or analysis this morning about how we in America, starting with the federal government, the education department, all the way on down, have not served our students well, basically playing off all of the horrific examples of hate and intolerance and anti-Semitism and anti-Israeli sentiments that swept across our liberal college campuses. But this article really pulled back and moved up to 35,000 feet and said, listen, we're all to blame for this. It isn't just the students who express these uh, horrific opinions. It's an education system that we've allowed to fester for so long and have allowed tyranny and intolerance to supplant education and learning. How did we get to this moment of uh, universities becoming basically factories for intolerance and hatred of both Israel and America? You know, it's such a great question, John, and you're absolutely right. It's another issue on which AMAC really tries to lean in hard on education at every level, by the way. Um, You know, I think part of it is we took our eye off the ball. There was an assumption that public education in this country would continue to sort of have a Norman Rockwell flavor to it, that we would we would believe that the teachers that were teaching loved America and, and, you know, why we can all be critics. We were critics within the confines of also understanding the first amendment and the second amendment and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth and the 10th. And in the end, uh, that really wasn't true. We, we, we allowed sort of the Trojan horse through the door. We have leftists now on campuses, uh, you know, top to bottom, all the way up through the Ivy leagues and all the way down through many of the public institutions. And there's a persecution occurring of uh, what I would say those that are traditional or more Christian in their orientation and so uh, or or religious in any way. Um, You know, it's it's rather ironic that, um, you know, some in Canada and in the United States, you know, many of the more conservative Muslims, Jewish community and Christians share a common uh, persecution. They they're being persecuted because they're more conservative in their general teachings. And and so, you know, what we've done is we have let the kite string go. And I and the question, of course, now is rather than just admiring the problem, how do we get it back? And the answer is we have to start uh, reappreciating the Constitution and reappreciating history and reeducating. You know, we've lost a lot of time. I, I, some will blame COVID and some will blame 
you know, the Obama administration. But in the end, it, it is a collegial failure. I mean, we we have ultimately not recognized how pivotal it is that each generation, as Ronald Reagan used to say, it doesn't get passed down through the bloodstream. You have to teach an appreciation for freedom. You must teach it. And if you don't, you lose it. Yeah, those are very wise words. And it is true. The moment you begin taking it for granted, you don't pass it down. And if you don't pass it down, it doesn't continue to flourish. And I think that's one of the really powerful lessons of the last decade. Uh, busy parents maybe didn't understand what was going on in the K through 12 universe. Their children got indoctrinated there. Of course, when they got, by the time they got to college, they were lit up and ready for this sort of thing. It's really interesting. The author of that incredible analysis this morning is the commissioner of the New Hampshire Department of Education, the education chief, the school chief for New Hampshire. And he is assigning blame to the K through 12 system for preconditioning students to this sort of intolerance and hate that now is visible on our elite college campuses. Bobby, every week we have this AMAC Wednesday, and it's almost impossible to not appreciate more and more what AMAC brings to the table every day. We talk about the analysis. We talk about the civic engagement. Of course, there's even just a pure monetary effect. When you buy your membership and you contribute and you're part of it, you start to get these incredible savings. I travel all the time. The first thing I do is whip out my AMAC card because I know I'm going to make 10% off, 12% off something. It's a really amazing thing. But when you step back, you've been the national spokesman for AMAC now for a long time. When you step back, when someone comes into the AMAC community for the first time, what is the experience really like? What is the real value proposition of joining this incredible organization? You know, it's a great question at a great time. And right now, Americans are frustrated. We're all frustrated. And, and I think that that moves, you know, across the spectrum, frankly, for moderates from the left to the right. And, and I, as well as conservatives. And I, I think part of our frustration is that there's a lack of accountability. There's no voice out there that we can truly trust. And one of the most extraordinary things about AMAC isn't just that it's about common sense and a, and a sense of satisfaction with, you know, when you read what you see there, it, it reminds you of, of common sense. But it, it's, it's more than that. It's far more than that. They're an advocate for the things that we believe in. They're, they're true fighters. Uh, they're a voice. And they have moved they have moved hundreds of bills in the in, in they have affected hundreds of bills at the state level at the local level at the national level they they genuinely are sort of the voice of ronald reagan if you will out there fighting the good fight to to reduce the size of government to reduce the regulatory burden to reduce the tax burden to get solvency back to get some level of of accountability in government and frankly also to protect uh, the security of Americans on our everyday streets, on our, you know, at the border and internationally. So they do all that, but they also have literally, you can call up and once you're a member, you, you get, you get inside ability to talk through your social security problems. If you're a veteran, 25% of AMAX population uh, membership, millions of members are veterans. They walk you through your veterans benefits. They have an entire foundation dedicated to veterans. They have a magazine that really breaks news as well and does incredible analysis every six weeks and it, far better as far as I'm concerned than any other magazine out there, um, you know, tantamount to the best ones you've ever read. And at the same time, we get you know, daily, we have a, just a daily output of not only breaking news, but, but the kinds of things that you do, John, you and Rebecca, of course, did your town halls where you interviewed all the presidential candidates, almost all of them. It's, it's really an unusual force for the good out there. And, you know, most people do not join AMAC in order to save money, even though you're, you're essentially buying, uh, you're buying a discount on tons of things for what a dollar and a quarter a month. It's, it's an extraordinary investment, but I would also say that part of what you're looking at is a sense 
of having a place to go where people feel the way you feel are thoughtful and are moving the needle. They're actually rolling back bad things and they're rolling forward good things. And, you know, that's what Ronald Reagan did in his era. It's what much of what Trump's policies represented. Um, it is what Americans want. They want their government to work for them. They don't want to be working for the government. And so uh, that's what AMAC pushes for every day. And, and they're very good at what they do and they continue to grow by leaps and bounds. I'd argue they're probably the fastest growing conservative group in the country because they're so effective. Well, also one of the most impactful. You're right. Effective and impactful is the word that comes to mind. I, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've talked to someone and yeah, I was talking about piece of lead and say, you know, AMAC was here visiting with us. What a great group. They're, they're behind a smart common sense idea. We've seen that with the Patient Act and so many other great pieces of legislation that AMAC got behind because it was common sense. And that's what most American voters and citizens are looking for from their government. Now, a little bit of common sense after all the insanity we've had afflicted upon us over the few years. Folks, one of the great things this month, we did this incredible presidential town hall series in partnership with AMAC, interviewed Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and the North Dakota Governor Burgum and Vivek Ramaswamy for one-hour detailed interviews. You really got to know them and their policies and their positions. In honor of that, AMAC is doing something very special this month and this month only. If you go to amac.us slash townhall, or you use the promo code townhall when you check out, you will get a five-year membership. That's what I took out. That's the longest you can take out. Five years for just 35 bucks. That is a steal, guys. It will pay for itself in the first couple of weeks. You can't even buy a single dinner at a good Washington restaurant for $35 anymore. You're going to get five years of partnership and discount in political intelligence and civic opportunity for just a mere $35. So go do that today. Go to AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash town hall. We're doing running this special offer because of the really great presidential town hall series that we ran. Go do it today. Go join me. I guarantee you'll be saying, hey, that was a great idea, Bobby and John. Thanks for recommending it. It is an incredible community to enter, and it brings all of those values as well as discounts that you get. The membership really is a pay-for-itself-many-times-over opportunity. So, Bobby, as always, we look forward to Wednesdays. Your conversations could not be more brilliant, and uh, we always walk away a lot more educated when we're with you or any of the good folks at AMAX. So thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. And John, I just appreciate so much what you do. And you're, you're an invest, you know, an investigator par excellence. And thank you for everything you do too. Well, thank you, my friend. It's great to have you on. These conversations are meaningful, not just to me, but to all of the, the listeners and the Justin News family. Uh, we, we walk away every Wednesday a ton smarter than we came in. So we're, we're grateful for that, my friend. Okie doke. Thanks again. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. Be sure to watch the TV show tonight. We've got some good guests on, including Marjorie Taylor Greene. You're going to want to see that. We will also have a lot of news on the Biden front, Hunter Biden scandal, those documents I mentioned. So tune in at six o'clock Eastern time on Real America's Voice to the Justin News No Noise television show. You'll get some really great scoops tonight, including what happened behind the scenes that led to Speaker Johnson in the House of Representatives. And also, if you want to take advantage of that special AMAC offer we were talking about one more time, go to amac.us slash townhall, amac.us slash townhall, and you will get a five-year membership for 35 bucks. That's the cheapest I've ever seen that. It is a great bargain that will pay for itself over and over and over again. All right, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, God bless you and have a great evening. 
Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now.